Sup, everybody. It is Friday. Thank goodness it is Friday, right? But more importantly than that, let's make you some money, right? It's week 12. We're almost towards the end of the season. A couple teams could really use your bets. They could use the money line. They could use an over-under. They could use all the things that are going to make you a little bit richer, right? We're going to talk about your favorite teams of the ACC and where they'll fall. More important than that, where are the upsets that can make you a little extra cash when it's all said and done? Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks so much for joining me today. With me is Drizzy Drake from Locked on Seminoles podcast. And listen, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up today on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And get your first deposit doubled for up to $100. A lot going on here in week 12 of ACC football. It's almost towards the end. I cannot believe it. I'm super sad about it. But we still want to make you some money. I know people have lost some things. And maybe it's time right now to get it on back. Let's, let's, get some, let's get some rejuvenation in the wallets when it's all said and done. Jersey Drake, how are we feeling? We're feeling good, Kansas, because thank God it is Friday. <laughs> We're going to be able to relax a little bit. And also, I'll be actually up in Baltimore starting next Thursday. I'm going to be up there for a wedding, and I'm going to be Ooh. over there with my fiance. It's going to be a good time just gallivanting around uh, Charm City for a little bit. Thanksgiving wedding? Yep, Thanksgiving wedding. It'll be. Okay. Uh, it's going to be on. It's going to be on Saturday. It's going to be okay. on Saturday. He didn't go to a bigger school, so he doesn't understand how much of a faux pas it is to uh, have a wedding in the middle of football season. But uh, for Cole <laughs> Luthi, I understand. Loving my guy. I went to law school with him. I can't. You know, hey, he, every Thanksgiving in Baltimore, that's where I went to his house. I love his family. Like my second it. family. To me. Love it. And you know, it's kind of crazy to have uh, a wedding during rivalry week. But you know, we'll, don't don't get me don't get me started. Don't get me started. That's you have Florida State. That's that's my damn game, bro. <laughs> Is the wedding during the UF Florida State game? Is the same time? No, or will no, you be able to watch it earlier? I'll be able to watch it the day before because actually, thankfully, it's going to be on Black Friday. It's going to be the Friday Love after that. Thanksgiving. Love that for you. So you get to have all the emotions and you can get like keep the energy high because Florida mm-hmm. State's going to pick up the dub and all that. But before we get to week 13, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Week 12 is going to have a great slate of games. And you just happen to start out the week. Louisiana, Florida State matchup. The Knolls get their little senior night going on here. Is it senior night? I'm, I'm assuming it's senior. I believe so. Wonderful. Seven and three. They are having quite the season. Jordan Travis is saying, I'm making a fool out of you, big dog. And here we go. Knolls trying to find, find themselves in a good bowl when this is all said and done. So from a money perspective, I put my money on Florida State. I'm feeling good about them these days. Oh yeah, I think Florida State like you typically with line twenty four points. That's a three. T- that's basically almost four scores. But this is a Louisiana Lafayette team that was formerly head coached by Billy Napier. He left to Florida and took a lot of the bigger pieces with him, along with Montreal Jordan, their number one running back, and also with Osiris Torrance, who probably might be one of the best offensive linemen in the SEC. So like, and you see they're depleted. They're I think bottom twenty five in the country in red zone defense. They're bottom fifteen when it comes to offense. This is a very, very, I guess, hampered and limited Louisiana Lafayette team. It's a Florida State team that is now fully healthy and quite honestly, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something similar to what we saw against Georgia Tech, or or, or as also with defense. 
they haven't let up, let up an offensive score in two straight games with Miami right. only scoring on a field goal and the same thing with Syracuse. So to me, this is a game where Florida State minus 24 and also take the under 51 and a half because I would probably only see maybe a single touchdown being scored by Louisiana Lafayette. And from someone who's covered this team for quite some time now, is it nice to see the progress towards the end of the season and getting you excited for next and maybe having a little more trust in Norvell and the boys? It's about goddamn time. Um, <laughs> listen, I didn't I tell you I don't like to edit the show. God I know, me. I know, I know. My apologies, my apologies for that. That wasn't that bad. Well, you know, you know, as a Catholic man, I, my lord, I am sorry, but no, you're right though. It's finally, it's about damn time that we actually yeah. be able to point to something because Norvell had only won eight games in two seasons, and then also with Jordan Travis, a lot of people like saw the progress he made last season. But I was one of the people. I was probably one of the louder people saying that. I didn't think he actually would be able to be a top 25 or even top 30 QB. And this season, he actually hasn't run that much at all. He's actually shown that he has, he's fully capable to be a true pocket passer. And he's made me and my fat, dumb self look very, very actually dumb overall on this program. And this is a this is a team where there's going to be questions being asked, like who's coming back, who's going to be staying, who's going to be leaving. If Jordan Travis comes back next season, I fully, fully expect him to be one of those probably – those sleeping giants when it comes to Heisman contenders races. Uh, if Drake May, you know, is able to slow down a little bit, because Drake May right now is probably the best quarterback in the country. Well, there's that. It's already a preseason ACC player of the year going to Drake May. But more than that, Jordan Travis in the Heisman conversation, we joke, we have jokes about it for long enough. But maybe, maybe my jokes are ringing true. Maybe I am just one who clearly speaks things into existence, whether it's good or bad, and let it roll. So, Do Jordan. Cool. You're welcome. I haven't had, thank you. I haven't had any Seminoles fans in my mentions in a long time. And those are the people that were hardest on me when he stunk. So I'm like, when he's actually doing well, where y'all at? I don't know. But it remains to be seen. I'm going to be fine with it. As long as he's doing well, that's good for me. Jordan Travis for Heisman. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Florida State is going to get the big dub. And then you move on to Virginia Tech and Liberty. Virginia Tech team who is desperate, my lord, desperate for a win. They want more than two to end their season. They know that, you know, the Virginia game might be in jeopardy, but this could be the last one for them. How are we feeling about Liberty? Uh, so <laughs> I think AJ put it perfectly. Like, yeah. you lose to UConn, that's a really bad look. That's also worse coming from AJ because Boston College did lose to UConn and we took UConn to win on the show, both you and I. Um, this is a Virginia Tech team that I've already talked to and ad nauseum that I do not trust their offense or yeah. Pastor Drake coming on. I have no faith in the man under center. It's just the first season right now, it's just it's a rebuilding year, or at least we're finding to figure out not even rebuilding, like, like finding which pieces to start the rebuild for next season. Liberty is a very solid, solid team, and also Hugh Freeze is potentially up for actually a power five job moving forward. He's still in discussions, I think, believe right now with the with Auburn University. So to me, this is a game where he lost last week to UConn. You need to show up. You need to win this game. You're actually also at home. Liberty to me, minus 10. I think it's a solid play. I know Virginia Tech is much more talented. That's a very correct take for that. But to me, has Virginia Tech shown you anything at all this year to the yes. one they deserve? Yes. When they were playing for when they played NC State. 
they were actually doing well because you said we saw them go up to 21 points. You said, okay, well, nobody's going to get back in this game. And then they pissed down their leg and it was like, all right, I reminded that they're in their first year. They don't know how to handle success yet. So if anything that taught me, you guys just are not familiar with things going your way because it hasn't gone that way this season, but there's still time to understand that you guys are supposed to be winners. Boston college figured out how to do it at NC state. So I feel like Virginia tech has peace. They just have to remain confident and also not get ahead of themselves. It's a whole 60 minutes of play for a reason. I mean, that's a very fair point. And we did take Virginia Tech to cover actually against NC State. Kudos to us. <laughs> but also Virginia Tech is, uh, I'm going to give you a stat real quick and then we'll kind of end it on that. Virginia Tech is 2-12 and against the spread in their last 14 non-conference games. So, yeah. <sighs> tough it's it's tough to be a hokey but you got y'all have to have the faith listen just have the faith that we can see this through and you know all the good things but i i agree i think liberty honestly they they want to look back a little bit harder after that upset last weekend so hate to be them now let's go on to duke and Pitt, a one that sort of feels like a toss-up we talked to alex donald yesterday he didn't really give confirmation on who he sides with playing at in pittsburgh is certainly a slight advantage but the blue devils are having a nice season and they have a very mobile quarterback in riley leonard and you know at the end of the day pittsburgh's gonna have to figure out how to stop him i completely agree with that and this is where a game where it's like i think the wrong team is favored here i don't like i personally have been kind of going against the green when it comes to Pitt because I was a keen, slowest believer heading into the season and slowly has it gone down the way. Nope, not, not me overall. But also, I think you guys, talk, you guys touched on about it the entire week where Mike Elko has done a tremendous job with that Duke program. And I think AJ, again, said it basically best, where it's like they don't have one true star caliber or five-star talent on the team. It's collectively as a unit, offensively, kind of defensively. I think they're still trying to get a work in progress there, but that they're able to get to a common goal. And to me, with Duke plus seven and a half, I think that's a great play. I know it's a way, but I also don't think that Pat Narduzzi right now understands where he complained at AC Media, AC Media Days that I don't know why we're throwing the ball so much. I mean, one, yeah, Kenny Pickett. You also Jordan Asson. We need to run the ball, the damn ball more. Granted, he has Izzy Abanaconda, who, yes, feed, the, feed my man, but you also should free my man because right now that Pittsburgh offense it's limited basically being how stubborn he is when it comes to uh, offensive and scheme, scheme calling. Hello, somebody. I think this is going to come down to a field goal and not a touchdown, but that's just me. I've We've seen enough Pittsburgh offense these days, and Pitt's, Pitt and Duke game is always crazy, right? It always comes mm-hmm. down to three points or less or is either a blowout. Like it, uh, you know, Who knows what the weather is going to be like? There's so many factors and all the good things, but I definitely feel like this is going to be a tricky one when it's all said and done. All right, let's talk about a couple more games here in terms of the best bets around week 12 of the ACC. But first, I want to talk about this, fellas. Listen, I got something for you. Test toe thin might be the thing for you if you try this new Genix. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical physical effects of aging, the Genix Total T Testosterone Booster with Testophen will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, and Nugenics Total Tea can help energize, re-energize your life and help you get back 
the powerful, confident, and good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Again, text now and get a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into fast, shape fast, absolutely free by texting college 231-231. Jersey Drake, I'm just telling you, trying to get right for your wedding. You got to, man. Listen, I'm waiting for that to come in because your boy got slimmed down a little bit. I was looking at photos back in college. Like, damn, Andres ate Drake. I need how you need to get and you know, there's this trend on on Instagram. I was like, show yourself two years ago. I was like, do we need to? We don't. We don't really have to. Or show yourself like back when you get two years bad luck. And I'm like, either I look at the pictures from when I was like fine, fine, or I look at the pictures where I like was in the pandemic and I was like hurting, hurting. And I just, I'm ready to get to that place of like a happy medium, right? Because I ain't trying to be skinny. Because ain't nobody trying to eat, eat rabbit food the rest of their life. No, just... no, I ain't. I, I, I ain't going back to the two days I used to do, and then eating like really clean, really okay. healthy. I, Man, I, I live in South Florida again now. I love getting a pastelito, getting a coqueta. No, no, no. I ain't going back to the lifestyle being just eating like grass okay. until literally like midnight now. <laughs> no, I ain't got time for that. A hundred percent. I'm so looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. I eat without guilt. It's just I'm, I'm ready for that opportunity. Speaking of good guilt-free eating, somebody tried to eat over there in Boston College. They are trying to travel to Notre Dame, South Bend, and get a dub from a very good, halfway decent Notre Dame team. Boston College dealing with a couple of sicknesses with the flu and all the fun stuff that goes around. It could be the flu, it could be COVID. Who knows? We don't talk about COVID anymore. It doesn't exist. But needless to say, the 7-3 and Notre Dame team, you know, crazier things have happened. We've seen Boston College upset good teams. They have. And, like, well, as is, was NC State a good team though? Was the current and, and can, uh, I guess composition of the NC State, <laughs> NC State actually a good team when Boston College played them? You know, please, please, I really don't want to have to hear. I hear Kenton yelling at us all right, right all right, now you know, as we speak. I'll, I hear I'll, Tim I'll, Beck's name. I'm having PTSD. I was. I feel. I like. Yeah. Don't don't leave them in the same room. I think I think this would be just for please. safety reasons. But overall, I think like. I actually would take in Boston College to cover a 21-point spread because that's a lot of damn points for a Notre Dame team that I think you put it best. They're not great. They're somewhat good. It's weird. I think they're kind of – but they're really well coached with Marcus Freeman and also with Tommy Reese offensively. But when you kind of you know put into play how many players are out with the flu, which is already an offensive line that's what down to like two preferred walk-ons and everyone's hurt, basically. I mean, Emma Moorhead is playing better than Phil Dracovic was actually behind that line of scrimmage. So to me with this – I would steer clear of this. I wouldn't take points at all, period. I probably would take the under 43 because Notre Dame's defense is still their calling card. Marcus Freeman was one of the best defense coordinators in the entire nation before he became the head coach actually over there. So to me, take the under here. It's not going to be a fun game. It's going to be in South Bend, which is a very difficult place to play. It's also going to be extremely cold, which Boston College should be used to, but Midwest cold and Massachusetts cold are two different kinds of cold. Okay. Tease and peace and more head because I just hope he does not get eaten up every single play. Like if yeah. we're trying to do like specific uh, bets for how many sacks he's going to take, listen, honey, he might take at least four. At just fall. Least. Just fall. Just go down the ground. Do the do the Tom Brady. Like, I'm not, I, I'm too old for this. I'm just going to go down. I know where I, no, if, if, if it comes to that. 
A thousand percent. All right, next game, Miami taking on Clemson, number nine, Clemson, nine and one season so far, looking for their 10th win. And boy, oh boy, if there ever was a time to just keep things moving, keep the progress going, because statistically, there's still a chance they could find themselves in the college football playoff, but they've got to have a dominant performance against these very bad hurricanes. This is a very, very bad Hurricanes team. But I will say that they did show up against a very, very bad opponent last week in Georgia Tech. Uh, yep. Jakari Brown, actually. That kid, that dude actually is a gamer, and that kind of leads me to believe that you heard heading into the FSU game that Josh Gass wanted Tyler Van Dyke, Jake Garcia, and Jakari Brown to basically have them like to share the number one team reps. I would love to see that game again, actually, if Jakari Brown had the majority of those reps because he's going to be this starting for a second week in a row because he gives them the best option to win along with Jalen Knight in the backfield because he has very, he's very a dynamic player with his legs. That being said, with Clemson, 19 points at home. Okay, so top of your head, like, what's the last dominant game that Clemson actually had this season? If we're being honest. Man, let's let's run it back because I don't think that there's been one that they haven't had to like figure it out for because they played Louisville, which wasn't – if Malik Cunningham hadn't gotten hurt, I don't think that would have been the same game. Mm-hmm. Syracuse game was close. Florida State, Boston yeah. College. That was probably the most dominant one. Let's yeah, I say, yeah, Boston College thirty one three, but also Boston. I, I I will rag on Miami fans and my the Miami as a program, but they're not as bad as the Boston College team that we're seeing right now. So the last probably dominant game they probably had was maybe the Louisiana Tech game. Maybe Furman. I mean, Furman was thirty five twelve. Actually, they scored more points than Boston College. Yeah. So, so overall, like you see twenty points. And as much as we've made money betting against Miami for the entire season, I really do think they might actually give them some, not, not fits. I think Clemson still wins this game probably by 14 to 17 points, but the number we have to cover is 19. And I think Jakar Brown with those legs could actually do a little bit something. And also DJU and K Clemson, I don't think it matters who is right now behind center or Clemson because that offense right now is sputtering. I so <laughs> so let's take Miami a plus 19 and Miami if you embarrass me again <laughs> listen there is there will never ever ever believing you on this Friday show ever ever again no, I feel no. it you feel it exactly uh, all right <laughs> let's get to probably the one of the best games of the weekend nope they're trying again NC State and Louisville will face off the Wolfpack are looking to pick up their face. Louisville wants to figure out, listen, if they can't play with Malik, can the next man up do their thing? With Demand, Demand, whatever we want to call him, and quarterback being under center. All I'm saying is somebody got to look better than what we've seen so far this season. Like, end on a high. Somebody needs somebody needs a good win. But yes, they're going bowling, but damn it, if you don't want to go to – you don't want to go to Bumble, you know, jerk Kentucky, you know, to play the KFC Bowl. I mean, that's right next to their stadium, so I wouldn't be talking along with a trip. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, so Brock, yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name either. I think it's Doman, but I think Demand is better. Like, Brock Demand Doman, that's a pretty weird okay. nickname and nail deal right there. Um, But I think that we saw that, folks, I want to apologize for giving you Louisville to cover last week. I did not know that Blake Cunningham was going to be that hurt, and now it shows how much of a fraud Scott Satterfield is when he does not have a really, really good QB. With fair. that being said, in-state also kind of basically embarrassed us a little bit, embarrassed us a little bit last week. We told him, him, Jay Morris, and uh, he was nothing but him last week. On, so with, on senior night, no less. But it's not his fault because, you know, Thayer Thomas is still on the team. I don't know if he's hurt or whatever we got going. I know Devin Carter didn't play, but, God, Jordan Houston couldn't do everything. 
No, he couldn't. But so to me, with this game, I think it comes down to war, basically how you feel about these defenses. And State's got a very mm-hmm. good defense. Louisville sneakily, their defense is it's decent, but also they're very they create turnovers and they're very luck based. But the thing is, though, when you see the kind of pattern, it doesn't translate from year to year. It typically stays within the year. And I'm gonna ride with Louisville again with this game because. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to do it, but I do think that basically what we saw, it's a way, it's actually at Louisville. Louisville kind of wants to end off on a higher note, you know, also help out with recruiting too as well because you kind of want to solidify Scott Satterfield to be there just a little bit longer. Maybe Malik also could come back for one last season. And to me also, another, you know, stat here, NC State is 1-6 against the spread in their last six, seven games overall. We've been betting against them a lot too. We've made a lot of money doing this, doing that kind of thing. A thousand percent. Honestly, I want NC State to win because I don't want them to be pissed off two times over going into the North Carolina game. Like that would just stress me out. Mm-hmm. So I'm really kind of rooting for the pack in this one. But it's I mean, what minus four and a half. So yeah, it's almost it's minus four. So it's kind of like minus it's four. It, yeah, it's gonna be a close game. So NC State's yeah. the underdog at plus four. So to me, it's like it's take the four and take the over forty five because I do think there's gonna be some points probably scored in this game and probably be some defensive scoring to be honest with you. That's very very you know brave of you because NC State struggles with that scoring thing. They, not the best. As I remind you guys, Coastal Carolina and Virginia game will not take place. But you know, Drake, if you want to give any thoughts, Alex Donham gave his thoughts on the Virginia situation. So if you want to give your T's and P's, feel free. If not, we can keep on rolling. No, just thoughts and prayers, you know, like I can never imagine going through that, you know, losing a brother, losing a friend, losing a son. I just it's 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 really sad. And hopefully for all parties involved, you know, they able to move passes and, you know, all love from Lockdown Samuels, Lockdown AC, Lockdown Network are, are here with you guys. Absolutely. And for the surviving um, young man who is still recovering, our thoughts and prayers to him. Seeing his mom speak on ESPN was literally I tried not to cry. Didn't work well, very I well. Yeah. No, I <laughs> Did not work very well. I was, you know, I was uh, like ugly in the club crying. I am just hoping that they can find some sort of peace. And like when he goes through his recovery and all the things, we can just certainly extend our arms and hearts out to them as much as we can. Now, talking about Georgia Tech and North Carolina in just a bit, but want to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. Listen, I am going to really hope that Drake May continues on his Heisman campaign in terror, and he is going to have higher than 271 and a half passing yards against Georgia Tech. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, all he can do is his best. And so I'm reading, reading from my boy Drake. I think he should be the Heisman candidate, and that's what that is. Easy to play and available in over 30 states. Underdog Fantasy helps you just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy, uh, easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with promo code locked on one word. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. There it is. Get, go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in your app store or Google Play. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code locked on. Get in on college football pick'em action today. So we're wrapping up today's show with Drizzy Drake of Locked On Seminoles Podcast. Make sure you guys check him out, him and his crew, each and every day. Georgia Tech and North Carolina are certainly going to do the damn thing. Last season, Georgia Tech punched North Carolina in that mouth. Get put up 45 against them, I believe, if my memory recalls me correctly. Carolina needs that lick back. Currently at, what, minus three touchdowns, they feel like? 
Mm -hmm. Georgia Tech's going to get, mm. and I just sit here and say, y'all must not have been paying attention to this Georgia Tech, I mean, this North Carolina team. Ain't no way. Now, have they found a way to win every time? Sure. But have they dominated in dominant fashion? Hell no. So I don't even know why you did that. So if you are a money person, you would be smart to take this bet right here with plus 20, Georgia Tech plus 21. Wait, you want, wait, you want to take Georgia Tech plus 21? Yes. Do you think that North Carolina is going to, Scored three more touchdowns than Georgia Tech. If Zach Gibson's playing, yeah. Have you seen this North Carolina defense? Or we, or you have no faith in Chapel Hill Poppy over there? We talking no. about? I love Drake May. Love him. I think he is God's gift to football in Chapel Hill. However, I know my defense. I saw them last season. They were, I was supposed to be a believer last year, and they got sucker punched in the mouth by a Georgia Tech team who wants nothing more than. To beat this, you know how you just get caught by surprise. I feel like the Notre mm -hmm. Dame game for North Carolina was being caught by surprise. This Georgia Tech team, when North Carolina knows they have nothing to play for because they already know they're going to the championship game, rest on that laurel a little bit. I don't know. Do they got that dog in them? It's gonna be hard to tell, Jersey Drake. I don't know. And also, guys, stay next week, right? And you do. So, are you trying to rest up? Ooh. Are you gonna play your starters? Okay. All the things. All so the things. You I typically defer to you when it comes to UNC, even though because you're kind of like me with Florida State. Like I'm the Florida State pessimist. You're the UNC kind of pessimist too. I'm a um, realist. I don't like the p word. Mm. All right, sorry, you're right. sorry. You are you're a constructive <laughs> critic, and you you understand the circumstances. You understood Thank the you. assignment when it comes Thank to talk, covering you. and talking about your team. Yes. Um, even though I do love Chapel Hill Poppy, I mean that man is, is man is nice as hell. I mean Drake is that what over here. Call him? Well, that's why I literally thought that on the way back, actually, from work. Love actually, it. I was like, I need to think of a way to call Drake May because Drake, you know, that's kind of my thing. But, like, he can be yeah. uh, Chapel Hill Poppy. Over there, I think right Chapel Hill Poppy is nice because my boy is killing it. He's so damn good. He, he And I, I do want to apologize for last week because I did say that, you know, if you went to a real, like, bigger blue blood uh, football school, <sighs> that he actually would be in the Heisman race, which I still kind of believe in a sense. But when you... <laughs> If you look at his stats compared to more of the other Heisman front runners, whether it be CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Hen Hooker, Caleb Williams, he is demonstrably, demonstrably, statistically wise, a better quarterback. And if you took him off this roster for UNC, UNC would be probably three and six instead of where they are right now at eight one. So, and to me, the Heisman is the best player and also the most important player for your team. So, yeah. Drake May for Heisman, that's the real Heisman candidate out there. Yeah. And, Folks, let's not. I disagree with Kansas with the plus 21, minus 21. So let's actually do more go to the over. I think over 63 will be definitely something because, as Kansas mm -hmm. was saying, UNC's defense, it ain't there, but it's tough. And it gets the job done when you actually need it to get done. So let's go with a 43 to a 27-10 type of game. Very interesting. Now, I think that ultimately, Drake, if you just like, if you guys seriously are into college football like that, you're like, oh, Ohio State dominate, you like to see the beauty in that, or Alabama, Tennessee, please take the time to watch Drake. Like, he, he is that guy. He, he makes so it look so easy. And I'm not even trying to exaggerate because I'm a Carolina girl. Like, he is filthy with it, like, with the legs, with his arm, his arm. He'd be shooting that. He's like a rocket. So I ain't going to hold you. All I'm saying is you might as well take the time to celebrate seeing him a couple more times here in the regular season. All right, final game we have in week 12, Syracuse and Wake Forest, who is in desperate need to get it back right. Both teams, really. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's can we keep it a buck? Both teams need to pick me up. I cannot believe Wake Forest has had this demise like this. I just, if you had told me this is how Wake Forest is going to end this season, especially because we're like, okay, Wake is starting to be like that team now, starting to puff their chest. They could definitely beat Clemson. They almost beat Clemson this year. And then it's like, 
Clemson broke them a little bit. I don't know. It's, they haven't been the same. They ain't been right. You know how some people say, like, he ain't been right since his mom and dad. Like, Clemson ain't – I mean, Wake Forest ain't been right since they lost to Clemson. Yeah, I mean, it, it's and it's one of those things, too, where, like, I remember – I think there was the last time they won a game where – I think it was Coach uh, Coach Clawson. Sorry, I was confused. Dave Dorn with Dave Clawson. Okay. Coach Clawson literally was, like, saying, like, oh, you know, we won this game, and hopefully now all the media out there will talk about how our 15-year players are coming out here and all the 35-year-olds. And ever since then, it's basically – they haven't done much since, and it's, it's yeah. really puzzling. It feels like they're just not physically defeated, but it's more like a mental, uh, like yes. a mental. Thank you. Like Sam Hartman does not look good out, comfortable out there right now. Yes. like he looks like Sam Hartman from like what two or three years ago when J- we was fighting off uh, for starting time with Jamie Newman because you saw Sam Hartman last year confident slinging the ball around. Even the first few games after he came back from his injury, like he looks confident out there, and just something just. Turn the switch on after the FSU game where they dominated for the majority of that game. But since then, Louisville, you have eight turnovers, not knowing how to ball. And then look at Syracuse. I think more with Syracuse, it's like it's not that they're mentally defeated. It's more just they're extremely banged up. Their corners are hurt. At the they're worst def- time, yeah. And their schedule is also like extremely brutal. They had to play NC State. Then they had to play Clemson. Then they had to play Notre Dame. Then they had to play Pitt. Then they played us. And like it's... There's two different teams here. I think Syracuse is the better team overall. They look like the more, I guess, mentally sound team here too. And Syracuse is a plus 10. I know Gary Schrader is still hurt, but he did make a go of it this past week. He didn't look super comfortable, but I'm taking Syracuse a plus 10 because right now until Wake Forest shows me a little more fight in them, they need. I'm not going with them at all, period. It's like that meme, like stand up, like stand, that's the stand up video. Like I need stand that up. for Wake Forest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget that Sean Tucker is still very much in that backfield for Syracuse. I don't know what he's got going on, but it's very much like, God, I want, I wish he was having a better season because he is like Izzy to me, like very talented, just insanely. Oh, I think he's hurt. Yeah. Same. And his tweets are just like very great. So if you have not followed for as long as we have Twitter, <laughs> cause the way things are going, I, I know. I just saw like, <laughs> damn it. Elon. <laughs> I have Twitter for long. Follow us at locked on ACC while you still can. Um, you know, I think it was just, it's, it's a sad sight because I, they, they were lucky that they got those six easy that Purdue win came out of nowhere, you know, but man, oh man, both teams desperate for a dub. So we'll I, see how it all shakes out. I felt so bad for Dina, man. I'm, I'm watching the Syracuse game. I'm texting Dave, my co-host and Lockton Simon. I'm like, it's like, we're beating him badly. And my like, Dave's like, texting me like, I feel bad for Dino, man. He doesn't deserve this right now. I felt bad for the man. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, yes, you keep him because they exceeded expectations, but at the same time, you want them to start winning games that are a little more mm-hmm. challenging, right? Like, yeah, you can beat Wagner. Cool. But can you stand toe to toe with the Florida state? Not so much. And that's what's the problem. And are we always going to bring it back to the health? Cause if that's the case, where's the depth? Where's the next man up? Mm-hmm. And that's yep. another problem. And that's a recruiting issue. And I was just like, come on, come on, Dino, I'm rooting for you, dog. You're not helping me. Help but me. Let's be fair. But let's be fair though. It's Syracuse football. Like what yeah. exactly is the ceiling for that school? Fair. Yep. That's Preach another it. thing too. Preach it, preach it, preach it. Because, I mean, that basketball team ain't doing much better anyway. But we get the snowstorm for another day. Actually, <laughs> <It is hard. laughs> I was going to say, but you guys sacrificed your basketball team. It's very clear you sacrificed <sighs> for a top 25 team. And that's fine. You know, you do what you got. You could be Louisville basketball. Let's keep it a buck. I mean, that's fair. But listen, we are down <laughs> to eight scholarship athletes. Majority of them. I would have no big men right now. Really, you know, they should be starting consistent minutes. Five of them are out for injury. Bob Miller, the NCAA, suspended for 16 games for giving me back that he was given, you know, to go, you know, go abroad. 
But hey, I'm not here to, you know, to poop all over the NCAA. They're not going to be around here for much longer anyways, too. But uh, Coach Ham, I still believe in you. I love you. And just we're going to get through this, Coach. We're going to get through this. This is a little hard season, a little challenging. But nonetheless, you know, they're going to make it shake and do what it do. If you guys want to check out some basketball, that'll be more of happening throughout, you know, the last last couple weeks here that we have football. We'll slowly transition and get really in the thick of it. But we'll say the first 10 games, really just letting everything shake out. I'm sure you can want to just talk about Duke, Kansas, but let's keep it a buck. Everybody's going to be fine. Don't make way too early predictions that aren't really there. Long season, say all that to set. Drizzy Drake, always a pleasure to have you. Friday is here. We're going to have it a good time. Where can these folks find you? Follow your work. Well, the pleasure is all mine, Candace, but you can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host Dave at FSU Knowles. The O is a zero. The S is a five. Don't ask me. And then you can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous, basically where we engage with our fans. We have a Discord too as well. We get themes for episodes and a message for a mandatory mail like Mondays. And as always, we're fans first, people second, kind of careers third. And please be responsible with the gambling. It's a good time. It's a fun time. But uh, I don't want to hear none about y'all You know, having an entire paycheck losing your mortgage now we are responsible here it's always for a good time not don't just don't get too aggressive with it a thousand percent guys come back next week we'll recap with the kitten gibbs of locked on wolf pack and more importantly than that we'll get you right through the week with all of your favorite co-hosts for candace cooper and jersey drake until next time